We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up the Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Andy Lou, the holidays do not stop us. Somebody, uh, somebody texted me yesterday and he was like, dude, how many fucking podcasts did you do last week? I was like, honestly, I don't remember. I was too drunk. I think we did like 10, 15. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was a huge news week for the Warriors. Um, some good, some bad, but you know, we're, we're going to put out more content this, this year, particularly if they stay healthy and um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it anyway. They deserve the content. The Warriors are more exciting than they've been in a few years now, even in like the Warriors last season. Um, it was exciting because they were going for a three-peat, but like this is a level of uncertainty and excitement that you haven't seen since. It does feel like a new chapter, yep. which last year felt like a holding pattern and then Steph got hurt and then it was like an extreme holding pattern. Yeah, even last year, I don't know. Like I was excited, but not like this. This is this is a, um, like the Warriors should be good. I think last year there were people that picked them to win a championship, but I thought that was a little unrealistic and I'm not picking them to win the championship this time, but there's a level of... Um, this is not like the same Warriors. I think last year was kind of like, even if they were good, they'd be kind of the same Warriors. This is not going to be that at all. They are not doing the same thing. 
I mean, also like last year, what was the upside with Stefan Delo? They were going to be the worst defense in the league, but they yep. would have scored 130 a game. Uh, we never really got to see that because they never got going. And by the time Steph came back from injury, Delo was gone. And well, he played one game before the COVID shutdown. So yep. Yep. it was, it was just, it is what it is. Um, this roster makes more sense. And we have a lot of mailbag questions. We, we have it. So we split this week's episode up. Um, and I think we'll probably record again here after the weekends, but we're doing a, a, a mailbag right uh, on the regular podcast. And then we'll do a little bit of the premium, give you a little bit of preview. And then the rest of the questions are going to be in the premium podcast and you can sign up for that. We've uh, had a lot content. of questions via Twitter and especially via the premium discord. And uh, we kind of put them off the last week just because there were so many news items we had to get to. So now it's kind of like we, we got all your questions. We appreciate you guys being patient. Now it's time to really bring in the listener thoughts and see kind of where we stand after that. So yep. without further ado, um, let's start here. Actually, I'm going to start with um, option zero. He, he gives us a nice, this is from the discord, but he asks, since we're recording this a day before Thanksgiving, what's the Thanksgiving spread at Sam and Andy's house? Yeah, so this year I'm not doing uh, I'm not doing Thanksgiving with the extended family, so I'm just doing it with the immediate family. But so I'll give you two answers. Number one is uh, we usually do just Chinese food, so roast duck, uh, roast pork. Uh, my favorite dish is uh, is like a an egg and uh, shrimp, like wet egg and shrimp over right. over whole fun. That's my favorite one. Like honestly, you're asleep within like ten minutes. Um, and then my uncle does like prime rib and steak. Like that's his, that's his thing. Ooh, loves, ooh. loves wine, loves wine. So he spends like hours, um, prepping that thing. And then like, he puts it on the grill. I don't know what I'm not a, like, I don't eat that much steak or prime rib. It's not really my thing. I love it. But every year he puts on a show. So that's, that's what we do. I, I, uh, I always, I, um, I do love steak. I like to try to make it, but I feel like, uh, there's nothing more disappointing than if you mess up a good piece of red oh. meat. So like I kind of shy away from it like yep. you um, on the consistent basis. Consistently I'm making more uh, chicken. Can't really mess up the chicken. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Chicken and like uh, beef and stuff like that. But this yeah. year I'm doing hot pot. So this, this year I'm going hot pot with like seafood. You can throw mussels in there, uh, raw oysters, clams, maybe not clams, uh, but like all types of stuff in, in hot pot. It's literally, it's Chinese hot pot. So you throw anything in there. It's a little bit different from like Japanese style. Nice. So like you, it, traditionally, it's the extended family uh, in the East Bay, but uh, COVID has changed that. So it's just the immediate family. And we go with more of the hybrid dinner. So there's the uh, the traditional like American um, Thanksgiving foods, you know, you get a turkey, you get the mashed potatoes, you get some green beans, you get, you know, all the, the sides that like, you know, we don't get into like the mac and cheese and yeah no. that type of stuff that's Never kind of that but then you always have to because we're persian there always has to be like at least one if not two different rice dishes which Ooh. often do not like persian rice dishes tend to have a meat inside of them various herbs like they're a meal onto themselves right and so just combining that with turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes it it, it leads to both of them individually give you a coma. You get the super coma. I, I think I end up like every Thanksgiving tends to be the same where like I'm watching football after the meal, but I don't really know what's going on because I'm in this food coma state. I, I honestly, I usually can't tell if I'm too full or too drunk. It, it, it's what's going on. Cause it's like, 
they, like my uncles, they love like cr- like expensive stuff. I don't even. I only drink Jameson. They bring in like Crown Royale. They bring in like a couple hundred dollar bottles of wine. I'm like, this is all. This all tastes the same to me. And but they like like they shoot it. They love it. Um, they also oh, there's also this like sticky rice plate. Like you saying it when you said right. that, I was like, oh, there's a sticky rice plate that Chinese people love to make. And then like these like um, dumplings, all, all this stuff. I don't know, man. Like it's it's honestly things that you would eat in like um like a wedding banquet, like kind of expensive right, right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a cool it's more of an excuse to do the big feast. Yep. Than anything else. Anyway, we had to start with the Thanksgiving question because we're recording this on Eve. I'm sure you guys will be listening to it over the next couple of days. I don't think there's going to be NBA news between Wednesday and Friday. Um, anything substantial. Maybe the Warriors will sign a back end of the roster guy. But into the questions that I actually have to do about basketball here. Mm-hmm. From Nate Mosby, assuming Clay makes a Wes Matthews level return, loss of driving ability, total three and D. How good is he at that point? I think he's still a premier shooting guard. Um, I still he, I still think he's one of the best big guards that you can put on a point guard. Right now, I would say he's probably the best, if not like top two, top three. Um, I think he's up there with someone like Paul George and a couple of the other rangy wing guys, but he's like right at the top. So he'd probably fall back a little bit there defensively. We talked about We talked about it with Dr. Raj on the last podcast. Uh, I think the problem is, we mentioned this, is that he probably won't be able to do it for 38 minutes when the time comes. But I think he'll still be able to do it um, just maybe at 30 minutes a game. Yeah, even – see, so I think 30 is too high. Um, I agree with you. Once he shakes the rust off, the way he plays – I don't think he should be too limited. He's still going to be highly intelligent going off of screens. He's still going to be one of the best shooters of all time. He's still going to be able to get the shot off because he's 6'7". And it's not like Clay really drives much anyway. It's more like he cuts. You don't really need athleticism. You don't want him driving too. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's never really worked out for the Warriors when he drives anyway. Um, I think the thing with him is – he might be more in that Manu Ginobili heat Ray Allen where they play 20-ish minutes a game. And then in the big games, you amp the minutes up, but like you don't want him playing 30 minutes a game on a regular basis. And so for me, it's not that he's not a player who can close games or be impactful. It's that you now need more depth because you, you can't count on him to be Mr. 40 minutes a game. So I think this is a little bit of difference between him and Steph. I think what Steph is, he needs a little bit of time to get in rhythm, just the way he plays. Obviously, Steph is the better player, but he needs like he needs minutes, he needs time, he needs to play around his teammates. That's how he works. Uh, with Clay, I think the good thing is it doesn't matter how many minutes he plays. He's going to go out there. He's going to do his thing. He doesn't need to dribble. He doesn't need to worry about passing it to anyone. He's just going to do what he does. So even if he only plays 28 minutes a game, I think mentally is fine. I think the problem is how are you going to tell Clay that he can only play 28 minutes a game in the regular season? That's the problem. Steph has a problem with that too with Steve Kerr, but you have to. There's no other way. There's no other way around it where the guy's not going to be able to play 33 minutes a game in the regular season anymore. Um, I think mentally he'll be fine though. Like the way he'll go out there, he won't lose any shooting touch. He won't lose the way he plays defense. He's going to play hard. He doesn't need that. Where I think with with Steph, he needs a little bit more time to get in rhythm. So So I think that's a good thing with Clay. Yeah, and we talked – I do agree with you. Clay's the type of guy who – he can play till 40 if you – you know, because he's always going to be able to shoot the ball and he's always going to be a guy who doesn't need rhythm to shoot the ball. Like he just – he just starts hitting. Um, 
we talked about this a lot on the last podcast. So the interesting thing for the Warriors is they're going to now have to build a deeper roster for Clay's return. And I think they've made a good start at it this offseason. But let's move on to the next question here. Um, from FRSHMX2, Freshmix2. <laughs> I believe the Warriors will be very surprising this year. Top five seed or three of or third oh. worst team in the West. No middle ground. Jesus. Which way would you lean if you had to put money on it? Is top five seed a high ground? I don't think that's like going too far on a limb to say they're a top five seed. I think number one and two are the Lakers and Clippers, most likely. Um, if not record, they are the two best teams. And then and then Denver and Utah are right behind them. You can make an argument that Houston those teams... Is, uh, well, who knows what ends up. If they yeah. have Harden, they're going to have a top four record. Yeah, yeah, and, and then who knows, right? He might be traded. Also, it's like DeMarcus Cousins. Why? That just seems like a recipe for disaster with Russell Wilson. It makes no sense. Um, but yeah, you're right. We'll throw them in the mix. I think the Warriors are right there in the mix. I think the question – I don't think they get to third-worst team in the West as currently constructed unless Steph breaks his hand. Like, I don't – Right. That's and, and Steph breaks that's his hand, I read Yeah. It. <laughs> then it's like – well, I mean, like, yeah, if LeBron breaks like, – if LeBron gets hurt, then the Lakers are going to be, like, a top – like, they'll be in the 7 to 10 range, right? It's, like, all the same thing. I, I wouldn't – so I wouldn't throw that in there because now you're just saying, like, oh, that's an injury. I wouldn't, wouldn't say that. I think it's – they're more in the top five seed. I don't think they're an eight seed, Sam. I, I just I can't see it with with guys like Stefan Draymond considering relative health, so I think they're in that four five six seven range ish, oh, and I, I would pick them to be in the fifth uh, seed if I had to go right now. And then and then come playoff time, Sam, I think they're probably the third best team, but maybe we'll hold off on that projection for a couple of weeks. See, I kind of disagree with you here. One, there's no point to discuss injuries. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if Steph gets hurt, the season's over. That'll be sad, but it is what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they're going to actually probably be a seven seed, but I think it's because they're going to probably slow start. I think for a team with so many new pieces, the lack of a long camp and all the COVID restrictions are going to hurt them more than Utah. Someone like Utah, they've played together for way too long. They're not integrating anything that matters. Maybe the upside's not there for Utah, but like Donovan Mitchell, Gobert, Bogdanovich, Conley, these guys have all played together for a while. And on the Warriors side, Kelly Oubre is going to have two weeks of COVID controlled practices before the season starts. Wiseman is coming off of, he's a 19 year old rookie and he didn't even play his rookie, his college year because of the suspension. Like I think there's, I'm not going to be, it's not going to bother me if the Warriors start slow because I think this team has, let me put it this way. I think the team has talent to be top five in the West. I think the West is too stacked with teams who have experience that maybe the Warriors will be that team who really catches fire mid season, late season. And they're like the six or seven seed that no one wants to play. That's how I see their season going. And Honestly, I think that's the best of both worlds because then they get to keep their pick too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that they, they keep their pick and that, that's a big one. I just don't know how – I don't know how much I believe in those bubble appearances. I think – like I don't know how much I trust the Dallas Mavericks. Luke is fine, but Kristaps is not playing for like half the season damn near. Who knows? Yeah, Who he's, knows? He's supposed to be cleared to practice January 1st, which means <laughs> maybe he plays – by the end of the month, which means he misses 15, he misses 20 games. And like, 
that's like I, I wouldn't case. I wouldn't bank yeah I wouldn't bank on him playing tw- like those first twenty I wouldn't bank on him playing the first thirty and then even if he plays he's he's rusty right and he, and then he's also injury prone like the Mavericks I don't trust Portland's Portland like great you add Roko you add all these bunch of guys but end of the day like I wouldn't be scared of a team like that uh, I, I'm just thinking about it from a postseason perspective I I'm not scared of any of these teams I don't believe like Jamal Murray is that is that superstar yet until I see it again. Uh, not to say that he can't get there. And then and then Utah's probably the most consistent one. That's the one you brought up. They're probably the most consistent. They probably are the one that that's the third best, in my opinion. But beyond that, I don't I don't see it. And I think the key point you make there is nobody wants to see them in the postseason. That's the that's the key point. Like no matter where the Warriors finish. Nobody wants to see them. Yeah, I'm, I really do think they're going to have a little bit of a slow start relative to the other Western Conference teams uh, because none of the other Western Conference teams made big changes to their core rotation. You know, like do you okay, the, do you the think Lakers, though, because the Lakers added Dennis Schroeder, whatever, right? You know, well, it's, do you think that these because these guys played so late into the season that that's going to matter into the year? Maybe, but the other thing I think kind of matters is, you know how we always get on um, Harden Ball for being kind of like limiting your team ceiling? It also raises your team's floor. So when I look at someone like Dallas, I'm like, well, you just run it out there and let Luca run the show. You're going to win games in the regular season. Maybe in the playoffs, you lack diversity, though. So I just think it's going to be one of those things where a lot of these teams – they're just they're just gonna they're gonna be at a higher floor in early January than the Warriors are because the Warriors are gonna be working through things because uh, they're a new roster. I, I think a year and a half of rest for both Steph and Draymond tells me that yeah, even if they start off slow, these guys should be ready to play. Steph and Draymond are not thirty six years old. They should not be taking the first month of the season off. I think they should be coming out as good as possible. I think they will. And I think when that'll I just, raise. I, I just want to clarify. When I say start slow, I mean be around 500 and and then like go on like an eight two eight and two run or something like that. Like I could see them starting five and six or yeah, you know too. seven and seven and seven or something like that. Where you're just like, oh man, they're just very mediocre. And then all of a sudden they hit like that eight game winning streak, and you're like, oh, it turns out once they figure out how to play with each other, they're a lot better. You know. And and that's schematic question is is, is Steve going to let Steph handle a little bit like with with Harden and, and Luca or is he going to is he willing to go through go, growing pains because honestly going through growing pains might be good long term whereas maybe if Steve wants to just, just win right now he can just run Steph all day long but that might not help him long term that might not that might not help him come game sixty you know what I mean because you want these guys to learn how to play in the system in his scheme and if they're never going to learn it because you don't think they can then. They may not be that good come playoff time. Yeah, and I agree with you. Like Steve's going to probably tweak the system, but he's not going to decide. You know, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just run eighty high pick and rolls. You know, like that's not going to happen. And because their system's a little more complicated, there's going to be a little more growing pains than you know adding another wing to Dallas, where it's like, all right, you stand in the corner while Luca goes to work. Yeah, it's not happening. That's not happening. And and for the better, I mean, for the better, I think, I think what the Warriors are trying to do. And I think Steve, I think Kerr actually had a quote uh, coming out the other day uh, saying that he's excited about this team, which we didn't hear last year right. about that. Right. We didn't hear it. Steve was not excited about the team last year, but this seems like a team that Kerr had a hand in, in picking. He did not want D'Lo. He didn't want D'Lo after the first two weeks of training camp. And I think Steve. Willie Kerr Collie is, Stein, not really a, um, nope. 
a Steve Kerr guy. I, I know Kerr was really unhappy with the lack of wings on last year's roster. This roster, yep. uh, it's not Andre and Clay and KD, but it's they got some good wings. They got some good wings, and they also got guys that he wants, right? Brad Wanamaker makes sense. Uh, Kent Bazemore makes sense. Kelly Oubre, maybe not a Steve guy, but if you want athleticism and length and potential, then he's a guy that they should have gotten over any of those boring kind of uh, boring wing types. So yes, they've put together a roster that I think Steve Kerr likes, and so they will. Uh, so they'll, they'll they'll enjoy they'll enjoy going through that. All right, um, uh, before we move forward, quick reads here. Football is back in full swing. We've got Thanksgiving football. We've got some good games. Also, if you're in fantasy football, now is a pretty good time to put some bets on if you're in last place. I went from first to eighth right now. I've lost four games in a row, so I'll, I'll be I'll have to gamble because it's the only way I can make money this season. So uh, you can still be on the action. Bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. My Niners still have a chance, actually, Sam, to make the playoffs. You can still throw money on that. Head to BetOnline today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget, promo code BLUEWIRE. You guys know. BetOnline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, you know what's coming next. Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses around uh, across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment and flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. Uh, you can pause your account anytime and there are no long-term contracts. Indeed, number one job site in the world. More total visits than any other site, according to Comscore. Helps you find quality candidates and fast. Uh, so you can focus on hiring the right person to keep your business going. And now Indeed's new way of matching with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. You know, sometimes, Sam, I, I realize some of our followers like run sales teams in tech or like they like owners of, of small business, stuff like that. So uh, it kind of makes sense. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit boost your job posts, which which means more quality candidates will see it and fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit, indeed.com slash bluewire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now, indeed.com slash bluewire. Offer valid through December 31st, so you got a month left. Terms and conditions apply. Nice, man. All right, let's get into it. Um, Next question from Shane uh, McAnally. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Do the Warriors sign Ubre if Clay is healthy? Ooh, I love this question. Um, I think it's a true 50-50 chance. I think if Clay was healthy, they may look to someone a little bit more veteran. They would have liked to get someone like Josh Richardson. They would have liked to maybe get a Rudy Gay, maybe a Kelly Olynyk, somebody that's a little more proven and can like, you can throw him out there and can play right now. And you can know what he does. Like that's Steve Kerr's thing. You know what he can do well. You know what he doesn't do well. Kelly Oubre is like, who knows what he does well and and not do well. So Sam, I don't know. I want to get your thoughts because I think they don't end up making that move. I think they get a veteran player instead. I don't, but I think when this happened, they said, well, we might as well go upside and go with Oubre versus a veteran because it's not like we're a true, true, true contender. Yeah, I, I, I'm calling BS on the leaks that said they wouldn't have signed him if Clay didn't get hurt. 
Interesting. Um, I think they're all just trying to, I don't want to say kiss up, but like Joe Lacob's fronting a huge tax bill. So it's like very like, thank you, Mr. President, you know, that type of thing. Uh, I think there's a level of, um, you know, they kind of want people to understand that they didn't have to do this. You know, they're already footing the luxury tax and they're going above and beyond because of Clay's injury. But I kind of felt like they always were going to go for it anyway. They've been telling people for mostly off season, they were not going to do anything um, big time spending wise because of how much they're already spending. And we saw the minute they could, they went and acquired Kelly Oubre. Um, I, that's just, I, I, this is not a, a source thing. This is just, this is my gut gut feeling on the matter. I think they really wanted to go for it. And the PR stuff worked out, right? Joe Lacob looks amazing. He looks great for spending money. Uh, there's an injection of, of optimism here. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, maybe, maybe I think with the one thing that changes is that if Kelly Oubre wasn't traded OKC, maybe the Warriors wouldn't have to give up a future first. Again, it's protected. Right. Probably ends up being two future seconds, which is you know what you can get for Alan Smiley Geach apparently these days. Uh, but the that that may have been a good thing. Maybe if it was just the Suns, the Warriors wouldn't have to give up anything. But again, that's what happened. You went to OKC. Sam Presti is not letting you get a free player, especially one with upside. So, uh, so you're right. I think they use a trade of player exception regardless. I think that was always bullshit. I think some people thought that they may not use it. I don't think that was a thing. That certainly was never a thing. Joe Lacob's gonna he's gonna spend. He's gonna put his money where his mouth is. Uh, that's never gonna change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just speculating, but I think part of that was just to you know kind of temper expectations and yeah. to let fans know, like you know, you should be. I don't say grateful, but like <laughs> not every owner is willing to front a $150 million tax bill for a team that probably isn't competing for a title this year. Yeah. And that's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. And it's, and it's fair too. Like it is fair because it's a lot of money in COVID time, but you know what? Thank you, Joe Lacob. So yeah, it's fucking Joe, like it's 150 million. It's nothing. But again, nobody does that. Like, Fertitta's not going to do that. So, and not even Fertitta, right? Like, let's talk about some like the middling owners, right? Like some some. Let's talk about a. Uh, are the Mark Lakers Cuban. are the Lakers running this kind of tax bill? Have they ever? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and you know they're potentially going to repeat this here. Um, yeah, I mean it's a huge. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And and let's keep let's throw this in in mind too. The Warriors have Kelly Oubre's bird rights. They are above the tax, but that also means that even though Kelly Oubre is an unrestricted free agent after the year, if they like him, they can sign him up to the max technically. Like yeah. they can throw him obscene amount of money if they wanted to. They just have to pay a ton of taxes on that. So they could technically still do that on next year's team, even though Clay's coming back. You may not think that these guys are a for sure contender. But I think Joel Lacob would pay that. Like th- he still would if if it came down to Kelly Oubre being being worth that. I have contract. a very hard time seeing Joel Lacob um, let Oubre go if he turns into some sort of revelation. Yep. You know, yep. and 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 we're not even like let's get Barbie, Bobby Marks on. Like, let's get someone that can tell or Danny Larue on, right? Someone that can tell us the taxes on that because if they keep him, they keep Wiggins and they keep Clay. Like. Phew. Anyway, that's a that's a story for maybe. We'll, we'll worry. We'll worry about that when we get <laughs> if he's there. good. Yeah, if he's yeah. good, if Uber's good. Um, 
from Griebel Dung, should the Warriors try to duplicate the Lakers model and target more players with male pattern baldness, LeBron, Caruso, et cetera? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess KD and, uh, and Andre Godala were, were, were two of the guys that the Warriors had. It, ap- it appears Steph is, uh, Steph's hair is fine. Although there was a video or picture with Steph's forehead looking ridiculously big, but I think that might have been an angle thing. Why are we even talking about this? Uh, uh, you know what? I dream on, dream on starting to lose the hair a little bit. Let's so spin there, it this way. There's one. There's one. Let's spin it this way. So Sam's not losing his hair. I don't think I'm going to lose my hair. It might be an Asian gene kind of thing. Uh, the the funny thing, I guess we can spin it too, is the Warriors are young. They're young. They got they got guys that aren't losing their hair yet. They got guys that are you know in the twenty to to twenty six year old range, right? Like you look at you look at Pascal Wiseman. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre. These guys are young. These guys are young. These guys are long. And uh, I think this is the way that the Warriors are trying to build it out. And I think that's how they can sustain success. And then Jalen Johnson, you know, Jalen, whatever the fuck. He's a young guy. <laughs> yeah, I think the better question is, do they, uh, can they put out a starting five who can all grow a beard? Not, I'm, not, I'm not certain they can. <laughs> well, Steph can. I'm not sure if it's good. <laughs> all right. Um Let's see what else we got here. Uh, ooh, let's give a te- let's give the a tease of the uh, Discord questions, okay? Yep. Um, from EJG003. Hey guys, what do you think happened to players being drawn to and wanting to play with Steph in the dub system over teams? Is it solely the clay injury that changed contention levels and other players' respective minds? The free agency we saw, we saw free agents choose other teams over the Warriors, even when the money was equal. Uh, and even choosing to play with LeBron, which we joke about all the time. Has the Warriors shine dulled? And is it up to this season to restore it? Who are the players that the Warriors could have offered an equal amount of money that they didn't end up choosing? Marcus Marcus is the biggest one. Chris Dunn and Garrett Temple are some smaller names that Warriors Avery, fans. Are Avery like. Bradley, they could have given the full mid level to him full instead mid-level. of splitting it with Wanamaker. Um, those are the two that come to mind. I'm sure there's someone else that you know. Like it's not Serge Ibaka. It's not which nah, is the prize Baca. of the right. It's the yeah. prize of the free agency. I don't like Sam Chris Temple. Like <laughs> Chris Temple, Chris Dunn, Garrett Temple, Avery Bradley. The Warriors don't get those guys. Are you that Marcus all Marcus? Are you broken up about it? Like, are you, are you, are you I, kicking yourself? Are you sad? I think he actually answered it in the question. It's the clay entry. I think Marcus all is 35 and I'm pretty convinced he would be a warrior if clay didn't get hurt. Now he's hurt. Now he's like, you know, the warriors, I don't, you know, clay's gone. I didn't see Steph last year. Barely saw Draymond the Lakers are a safer bet to be a contender. Yeah. I think, I think he's right. Actually, the biggest outcome that can come from this season is Steph staying healthy. So there's no longer doubts about if he can stay healthy. Like right now, this league tends to forget what happened more than last year. And last year, Steph missed the season, right? Um, If, Steph comes out this year and plays up to his capabilities and is fully healthy and reminds everyone he's one of the three or four best players in the world and the Warriors are a second round playoff team, they will have their, you know, they will be able to get the vets with a discount that they want. It's just about putting together a healthy season for me. Yeah. 
The shine is dulled. Sure. I don't think it really says anything. I also don't think the Warriors really missed out on anyone. I don't think of any of these players and say, now, if Serge Ibaka had signed with the Lakers for the mid, the taxpayer mid-level, right? Like, let's say he took $5 million, right? Then I would be like, ooh, okay, that's a little bit of a problem because Serge Ibaka would probably play 35 minutes, like however right, many minutes right. as, as he wants, um, although he's doing that with the Clippers now. But, I, you know, I nah. like I don't think he, they're missing out on any of these guys. Chris Dunn, Garrett Temple, Avery Bradley, these guys aren't any – aren't anybody that the Warriors are really missing out on. I guess Marcus Gasol is the one, but then it's like Marcus Gasol is 35. How good is he really? He's a perfect fit with the Warriors, but how good is he really? So, um, I mean, there, there's Aaron Baines maybe who got 7 mil, but it's like the Warriors couldn't afford that. So maybe he takes a little bit of a pay cut. I just don't think the Warriors missed out on much, but you're right. The shine dulled a little bit, but if Steph plays this season and he plays well and he's back to top three MVP, like there's always going to be Chris. Dunn's. Yeah, there's always I mean, going to be Marcus. Hall's. I mean, that, that's that's my whole thing. The the clay injury kind of has uh, players around the league wondering, you know, are they done? And it's up to Steph and Draymond to stay healthy this year and remind everyone, no, not done. All right, man. We'll we'll take uh, part two of this over to premium. If you want to subscribe, go to the Light Years Podcast Twitter page. You get a link there. Everyone have a happy and safe Thanksgiving.